Pharaohs had ruled over Egypt for over a thousand years when one of those kings became threatened by an immigrant population in his country. They had become too numerous, and he feared they might rise up, join an enemy, and escape. His solution? First, enslave them, thus enforcing power over them. Second, kill the male Jewish babies to enfeeble and then eliminate the Jews altogether. Then the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shifra and the other Puah, when you serve as midwife to the Hebrew women and see them on the birthstool, if it is a son, you shall kill him, but if it is a daughter, she shall live. Exodus 1 15-16. 1. Females, after all, would be easier to subdue. And with no Jewish males, all Israel would eventually be folded into the Egyptian population. Brilliant plan from an evil point of view. But Pharaoh's policy did not work out well. The midwives feared God and wouldn't kill the infants because they feared God, Exodus 1:17. Interesting, isn't it, how those we might consider lowly and susceptible to governmental power as those midwives were, knew the difference between good and evil and refused it. Interesting as well, although that is too mild a word, that unlike those midwives, well-educated and powerful citizens of the United States do not seem to know the difference between good and evil concerning the murder of infants, nor do they fear God at all. We are not told how many children died during this campaign, but one mother so feared for her child's life that she placed him in a basket by the bank of a river, among the reeds. Amazingly, Pharaoh's daughter, the daughter of the ruler who had issued the murderous decree, found and rescued him. She must have been a bit of a rebel. Or perhaps those in power are free to ignore their own decrees. It's a good thing we live in more uncorrupted and enlightened times. The name of the helpless baby floating in the water was Moses, the one who, when grown to a man, would confront Pharaoh and speak God's commands to that ruler, ordering him to let Israel go to worship in the wilderness. However, Pharaoh was hard in heart and intractable. Thus, Moses became God's instrument to bring disastrous and deadly plagues upon Egypt. After Israel's sovereign deliverance, Moses subsequently lead Israel for forty years in the wilderness. These events did not happen by chance. The mother of Moses was not lucky when Pharaoh's daughter snatched her baby from the river nor when Moses' sister just happened to witness the event and offer her mother as a nursemaid. No, the Lord God Almighty was engineering it all, if that is a helpful and proper word to use. Pharaoh clearly had evil intent. He laid out a plan. That stratagem was thwarted by a god about whom he knew nothing. Moses was sovereignly called by the Lord himself when he was drawn to a bush burning alone among the sheep. The one to be murdered by a ruler was to be the one who would devastate that ruler and the country that wished to kill him. Pharaoh's plan meant little. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand, Proverbs 19:21. Like Pharaoh, the leaders of the United States have made the killing of helpless babies legal. They accept evil and resist God as Pharaoh did. They will continue to stop the beating hearts of babies, but they will not stop God. His purposes will come to pass. The people he chooses will live and flourish. Judgment will one day begin as it began for Pharaoh in Egypt. Which side of that judgment will you be on? When all scripture quotations are from the Holy Bible, English Standard Version. 2016. Wheaton, Illinois, Crossway Bibles. Gift courtesy Bing Images.